Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. In every pair of Tecovis boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. A great pair of Western boots will elevate a casual look or add a refined flair that will draw both eyes and compliments. Tecovis boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they will last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tecovis store, where you'll be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. Come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. We also offer custom branding and leather stamping if you want to personalize your boots or fine leather goods. As spring makes its way into summer, stay cool in a short-sleeve, moisture-wicking pearl snap or make your own shade with one of their classic straw hats, new in both men's and women's styles. And if you're planning to hit the road, Tecovis' ever-growing lineup of rugged and full-grain leather bags will get you where you're headed in style and are built to last decades. Visit Tecovis.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all. Primal Podcast. At Primal, hunting is more than just a hobby. It's a way of life. And whether you're an expert or just getting started, Primal can help make you a better hunter. Now, here's your host, Mike Avery. Welcome once again to another edition of the Primal Podcast. You know Primal Outdoors, this company that wants to make you a better hunter and wants to make your time in the outdoors more enjoyable and more successful. I love doing this Primal Podcast because it gives me a chance to talk to people that I learn from and that I enjoy talking with. And this time around, a very special treat. A man we've talked with before, David Blanton. You know David, a big name in the outdoors for so many years, uh, closely associated with Realtree, and Realtree, of course, closely associated with Primal. So we'll bring him on the podcast now. David, welcome back. How are you? Mike, thank you so much for having me again. It is always a pleasure to talk with you, my friend, and and we're doing well. We have kicked off the 23 hunting season, had a deer hunt and an elk hunt so far, and uh, we're looking forward to a great whitetail year here on out. Well, last time we talked, it was springtime. You were in the uh, you were in the midst of your turkey season. Let's go back a little bit. How did your springtime go, David? Mike, I have to say that this past spring was one of my favorite springs of all time, and that's saying something because I really love turkey hunting. It's it's my original passion, as we talked about, um, and I had such a fun fun turkey season. And, and very productive, I should say. But honestly, now at, at my stage or my career, uh, my emphasis is more on enjoying and, and people and having fun uh, 
as opposed to the results. But we did have a very productive spring as well. It, we, you know, we may have talked about this before, but I want to follow up on this. Isn't it interesting the stages that a hunter goes through, you know, from from wanting to learn to wanting to be successful to wanting to harvest and then kind of where I feel like you're at today, just wanting to enjoy it, enjoy the experience and share it with others? Oh, yes. And and for sure, 100 percent that there is so much truth to that statement, Mike, as you know, and people of our age know now it's more about the camaraderie the going to camp the relationships the fellowship the the having fun and and you just don't put as much pressure on yourself to shoot the the biggest turkey or the biggest deer or the biggest elk it, it that's no longer the emphasis and that is a very uh freeing thing it frees you up so much I'm smiling as you say that because I, I, I get this completely. It uh, it allows you to enjoy the experience, sit back, take a breath, look around you. Uh, and in my case, David, I've taken it a step further. I don't even worry about video too much anymore. I'm just out there to, to, to record the, the experience, maybe on my phone, but in particular in my, in my mind, you don't have that mm, freedom because you're still out there needing to document these hunts on video that's right content is 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 basically my number one if i had to list my job re, uh, responsibilities at realtree my number one would be content video content for the shows and the social media platforms and things like that but you know a, a great example of this might as far as just kind of changing gears and slowing down, enjoying more than ever, is my boss, Bill Jordan. Bill Jordan, as we all know, is an icon in the outdoor industry and always will be. And he has been there, done that. But the last few years, I have admired Bill so much for his uh, the new phase that he's in, he loves being at home on his home piece of ground, enjoying his children hunting, enjoying having guests come in. And and Bill now enjoys just getting on his side-by-side and riding the property. And, and, and he gets as much enjoyment out of that now as he ever got out of actually hunting. And, and that, that is exactly what we're talking about. Well, you, you, you call Bill Jordan an icon, and that, that's undeniable. You can't dispute that. David Blanton, I would call you an icon as well. What's your reaction to that title for you? I, I, would, I, would, I, I, I have a hard time agreeing with that because I consider myself as just extremely blessed and humbled by God above to be put in this position, first and foremost. And... Uh, but but thank you. That is very kind, and I'm I'm flattered by that. But I've really, um, I've just been blessed by God to be given the opportunity and put in this position. I truly, truly have been, and I'm I, I really every day I kind of pinch myself, like you know, Lord, thank you for this opportunity, what you've done with me, and. In, in my career, because uh, I know that 
there are so many people out there who are better hunters than me. I just have the opportunity to go hunt some really, really good places. It's interesting that you say there are better hunters out there. I mean, nobody's the best in the world, right? Somebody's there's always somebody who's better. And and I, I and I think about a conversation I had back in the mid '80s with Fred Bear himself, who told me, you know, I'm not the best hunter out there. There are oh, other hunters. So to hear you say that, David Blanton. That really resonates with me. Wow. And it, wow. And it, it, well, it makes me. That's pretty lofty company. <laughs> well, see, that, that's what I'm saying. Two of the most humble men I know, two of the best hunters I know, both told me, well, listen, I'm not the best hunter out there. That says a lot for you, David. Well, my, thank you. I just, well, I, I never knew that. I knew you and Fred Bear were friends, and I, but I never knew that he uttered those words. That's, 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 that's something. Well, I don't want to, you know, I, 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 I don't want to say we were, we were good friends or buddies. You know, I had a chance to meet him. I had a chance to talk with him. I had a chance to interview him. I had a chance to videotape him. So there was a, there was a cursory relationship there. Uh, I, I really respected the man dearly, but I don't want to put myself in a position where it sounds like I was rubbing shoulders with Fred Bear on a daily basis because I wasn't. I uh, just, just, you know, just want to make that very clear. Also want to make it clear that this is the Primal Outdoors podcast. If you want to learn more about Primal Outdoors, you can go to the website primaloutdoors.com. That's primaloutdoors.com. This time around, a real treat to talk with David Blanton. Um, I'm calling him an outdoor icon. He's closely associated with Realtree. You can find him on Instagram as David Blanton RT. And RT, of course, stands for Realtree. David, you were saying that you're, well, you have switched gears here now. You've had a whitetail hunt and an elk hunt. Tell me about those, if you would. Mike, I have yet to wrap my tag around an animal thus far <laughs> this fall. And, before people start sending condolences and, and, and feeling sorry for me, let me go on and say that both hunts, it, the first was a whitetail hunt at 7J Outfitters that we do every year, the first week of September out in the Black Hills of Wyoming. It was so much fun. I saw a really good deer. We, tried, we honed in on him, uh, hunted him smart. And just never could get him within bow range, but it was such a fun hunt. And I walked away from there just feeling very content and full about our effort, uh, our strategy. It was just a, it was a, it was very hot. It was 98 degrees. It was mm. pushing 100 most days. So it was incredibly difficult circumstances coming off of a full moon. It was just one of those deals where the where the um, conditions were were not in our favor from a weather standpoint that you would like, but it was a great hunt. And then uh, I just returned back from New Mexico, an archery elk hunt, a couple of days ago, and we were in bulls. We we're in some of the most beautiful country. I love, I love how beautiful that scenery is out there in, in the Gila National Forest, just big ponderosa pines and just beautiful blue skies. And, and while we were in bulls every day, 
I never came to full draw. But when I left there, Mike, I already cannot wait till next year. Hmm. Like that's how much fun we had. And, uh, of course, we had a couple of instances where we were on bulls and we were moving in close. And then we had some, you know, some other hunters because you're hunting national forest. I mean, it's public ground. Uh, we had some other hunters come in and they were hunting just like we were. They had as much right to be there as we did. And uh, it, it, it absolutely probably affected the outcome of that particular hunt that day. But I just love archery elk hunting and I cannot wait till next year. So to answer your question, I'm over two. So uh, I'm really looking forward to getting on the board this, this fall. And my next hunt, I will be hunting. I drew an Iowa archery tag this year, and I'm actually going to go October 8th, waiting for the weather to cool down. October 8th, I'm going to go out and hunt for a week and, and see what may be, may be in store. You you mentioned that there was another group of hunters out there on this elk hunt. Did you ever cross paths with those folks? Did you talk to them? Did you see them? We, we saw them from a distance. We, we never, uh, while we were in the field, we, we never had conversation with them, but we saw them in the distance. Um, I don't know that they saw us, but we saw them, and we just kind of backed out. Uh, but that's a hunt where... So the camera guy that was with me on that trip, a young young man by the name of Matt Garger, and he works for Realtree, and he's he's a great guy, a great cameraman, good hunter, but he had never been on an elk hunt before. So I was excited for him to hear his first bugle, to experience it for the first time. And I told him before we went out there, I said, now, Matt, one thing I will tell you from experience is get your mind right and go ahead and, and understand that we will have – um, we will have interaction with other, other hunters because we're not hunting a private ranch. This is public national forest, and we will have uh, encounters with other hunters. And, and so he had time to get his, his mind right, and, and that always helps. But even in, in spite of that, it was just such a fun Hunt. It's such a fun hunt. The the thing about elk hunting, and I have very very limited experience. Limited experience is the fact, well, that they're herd animals and they're vocal, and that in some ways, and they're big, and that sets them apart from whitetails. Yes, they're they're like a eight hundred pound turkey <laughs> that that can smell. By the way, and, and that makes it very difficult. I will say, and I was t telling the folks out there this year, getting a very solid, good archery video kill on with an elk during the bugling season is probably the most difficult thing we try to do every year because there's so many factors that can turn against you out there uh, the hunters the wind the terrain everything uh but this year for for some reason and, and all the reports coming out of the west every state out west is the rut for whatever reason and no one will ever really be able to 
explain the reason for this, but the elk rut this year is late. It's, it's running behind schedule. Uh, so there wasn't as much bugling this year as normal. If they did bugle, they really by shoot by eight o'clock in the morning, they were done bugling till 5.30 or 6 in the afternoon. They, they really shut down early, and it was just kind of a, a very soft rut so far. Um, but I, ca- I cannot wait till next year. Was it exceptionally hot on your elk hunt like it was your whitetail hunter? Had no, it down? No, as, no. As a matter of fact, the highs were in the 70s, which is normal, and the lows were in the low 40s, which is very normal. So it's very seasonable temperatures. That, so that was not it. It's just for whatever reason, the elk rut is just a little late. One of the theories that, that I heard from people out there in the know was um, New Mexico, for example, went through a very, they had a lot of rain in the winter and spring, which created a lot of feed, which created great antler growth. However, beginning uh, sometime early summer, they they had a big drought hit them for the rest of the summer and they feel like maybe the drought conditions maybe added a little stress to the to the animals uh, maybe the females the the cows didn't weren't triggered to come into heat as soon because they were kind of in that survival mode um, because of some stress related to uh, drought, you, you never know. It's just a theory. Well, and we as hunters have, uh, <laughs> we have lots of theories. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes, we do. This is the Primal Podcast. Again, if you'd like to learn more about Primal Outdoors, check out the website primaloutdoors.com. We're talking with David Blanton. If you want to follow him, uh, you can find him many places, including on Instagram as David Blanton RT. David Blanton RT. We will take a quick break and be right back. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Have you heard of Primal Outdoors? You might know them as Primal Tree Stands, but the company is much more. Yes, Primal has hang-ons, climbers, tripods, and ladder stands featuring their famous jaw and truss locking system, but they also have ground blinds like my favorite, the Wraith 270 see-through blind. I've used that for deer, turkeys, and bear hunting. You can see out, but the critters can't see in. Or check out the breeze for warm weather conditions. And if you need lots of room, the new High Roller XL for multiple hunters or even a quad. Primal is now in the trail camera business too, but not just any cameras. Primal cameras are controlled remotely by your cell phone. That makes the Primal Blind Spot 360 perfect for watching your back while in the blind or a runway just out of sight from your stand. To learn more, go to the website primaloutdoors.com. That's primaloutdoors.com. Welcome back to the Primal Podcast. My name is Mike Avery, this time talking with David Blanton. David, talking about your previous hunts, there's one word that kept coming up, 
archery, archery, archery. Are you strictly a bow hunter? No. As a matter of fact, uh, I, I still, because I'm a hunter first, I, I love bow hunting. And obviously the archery seasons are longer than, than gun seasons. And so there's more opportunity. Thus, that's why you see more archery hunts. Uh, but I still really enjoy hunting with my CVA rifles or muzzleloaders. Um, really enjoy that those type hunts as well. So, no, I am not an exclusive archer. I love going out there and hunting with, with rifle and muzzleloader. Uh, archery hunting is more challenging um, you, because you're getting closer in on them. The wind tends to be more of a, an issue, especially thermals and swirling winds. Uh, and just simply getting within archery range um, as opposed to rifle hunting you can kind of back off and you can hunt them from 100 to 200 yards typically speaking and that in itself makes it a much less difficult uh, proposition again from a video perspective though when you're targeting an animal 200 yards away versus 30 yards away i would think your your video opportunities the end product can be uh, more impressive from an archery hunt Yes. Well, people love to see up in your face, close, I mean, like close range hunting. It can be certainly more uh, uh, dramatic, um, a lot more ups and downs, uh, which which really makes for great television or video. Uh, the emotions of the roller coaster ride is certainly there more often with archery hunts than gun hunts. Um, and like my favorite hunt to watch on, on television or YouTube or whatever of other people that are filming hunts, my favorite hunt to watch, and I'll stop what I'm doing to watch is a quality archery elk hunt. Th that is, that, that is my favorite. That's, that's my favorite video to watch for, as far as hunting big game. Mm -hmm. uh, the, the second would be watching a, a, a Midwest whitetail bow hunt in the timber uh, as opposed to hunting on a field or a food plot, which now, as you know, Mike, most people that are videoing now, their hunts are centered around food plots or fields edges. Uh, that's kind of been the the uh, the evolving process of our video now in, in our industry. And but I so when you do see a, a whitetail hunt, a mature for a mature buck in the hardwoods, that just something about that just really turns my crank because I you don't see that that often anymore. For video, it's uh, it's going to be out of a tree stand. And for me, matter of fact, I, I, I've got a couple of sky spies from Primal headed my way that I'm going to put together next week to take to Ohio with me later in the month. It's certainly to get a good video hunt is out of, out of tree stands. Well, let's talk more about this Iowa hunt you have coming up. I don't want to know exactly where you're at, but what part of the state, David? Yeah, he's, he's really a cattle rancher, him and his family. They take very few hunters. And I was turned on to him by a good friend of mine down in South Georgia. So under the radar operation, which for me was 
is works great. Very low key operation, which I love. Um, and while I certainly have the opportunity to go back and try to fill this tag later in the year during the rut, I really want to try the October bow hunt up there just because it, it, it works into my schedule. But I also think one of the best times to to take a really nice mature whitetail is early October if the temperatures are seasonable or, or better yet cooler than normal and and so about two weeks ago the 10-day forecast was going to point to great temperatures for that october 1st opener well about four or five days ago we checked again and the 10-day forecast had changed completely so now starting october 1st for about a week the highs are in the mid to upper 80s which mm-hmm. is way nor- warmer than normal. And so we opted, all, everybody involved, we said, no, we can't do that. That would not be good conditions. So we're going to start October 8th. If the weather forecast uh, sticks to what they're calling for, then the highs will be in the upper 50s to low 60s, like a like a 30-degree drop in, in the highs, and which I think, for early October is what you need. Now, the, the problem is with those whitetails, when you start getting into that second week of October, regardless of the high temperatures, those bucks kind of go underground till the last few days of October when they start cruising and, 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 and start looking for that hot dough and they're getting very active and laying down scrapes and rubs and, so we're kind of pushing the envelope a little bit, hoping to catch some afternoon uh, action on some of these alfalfa fields um, the second week of October, but that's what we're hoping for. When you go into this hunt, say this hunt in Iowa, what is the goal? Is the goal to shoot a trophy animal? Is the goal to shoot a respectable animal, get it on video? Is the goal just to get good video? What are you looking for, David? Well, the goal from a from an animal standpoint for me now is just a mature buck. It, it doesn't have to be the highest scoring buck, but if he's, you know, four and a half plus, preferably five and a half years old or, or older, that that really is about all I'm I'm looking for is something that's mature physically. Um, and obviously, the video, I won't shoot a deer unless the video is good. That's why I'm there. Uh, so if, if there's very little video or the conditions aren't right for great video, then I, I, won't, I won't take the animal. Uh, but we want to walk away with, with an episode for Real Trout Outdoors that would be um, just really good content. And, and it doesn't have to be. And I told the, the rancher already, he sent me some different trail cam picks of different bucks. And I told him, I said, hey, you know what? Whichever of these animals is in a, in a, in a location where the wind is correct and we can hunt him, that's good enough for me. I, I didn't say, oh, that deer right there, okay, he's going to score better than any of the other deer. That's the deer I want to go after. Well, that was the phase I would have been in if 
five or six or eight years ago, as we talked earlier in the podcast. Now I'm just there to take a mature, respectable animal and get great video. And when I'm assuming that this is going to happen, when would we see this finished product? Would it be on the air next fall? Would it be after the first of the year? What's your schedule, David? So everything that we're filming now for Real Tree Outdoors is for TV episodes on the Outdoor Channel. And typically these would air beginning next year, third quarter, which is the beginning of July. So all, any shows that we are, are getting now in the can, they will air third quarter, which is July, August, September of next year. And they will rerun October, November, December. Occasionally, we do throw some new episodes, new content into our first or second quarter airings on, on Outdoor Channel, which would every once in a while we'll take a hunt and we will air it during January, February, or March. But typically speaking, it would be when all the new shows drop the 1st of July. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, and before we let you go, David, this is something I do at the end of every podcast. Um, let's talk about the relationship with Primal because they are the folks who are giving us the opportunity to talk today. What What is that relationship? How did you get hooked up with Primal? And I feel like your relationship with Bob Ransom, the guy behind mm. Primal, goes way, way back, doesn't it? Our relationship with Bob Ransom goes all the way back Shoot, Mike, it has to be 25 years uh, at least. I, me- I remember Bob going on a couple of hunts with us out to the Milk River in Montana. And as you know, Bob is such a jovial, upbeat individual, uh, and he is so accommodating, and we are so thrilled to have Primal sponsoring us and like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I've got some sky spies headed my way to put together so I can, I'm going to drive to Ohio later in October to take with me. But he's already sent out at my request, some primal ladder stands out to Iowa where I'll be in a couple of weeks. And every single time I send a primal ladder stand somewhere and the people out there put them together I get a phone call and they are blown away by how sturdy they are, how easier, how easy they are to put up with the, with the system that's, you know, the jaw system that's on the ladder stands, how safe they are to put up. But, but really they cannot believe how comfortable uh, the ladder stands are from Primal. It's funny, Mike, but when we were in, in Wyoming back in first week of September, one day we had an option. We could hunt option A or option B. Option A had a primal ladder already in the tree. Option B did not. I'll opt, I'll opt to go to option A every single time if, it, if it's kind of if, – if, they're, if they're, both options are good and they're equal – Give me a primal ladder stand to sit in because they are so comfortable. I, I, I just love sitting up in there. I could sit in a primal ladder stand from daylight to dark. And you probably have. 
Our prim- <laughs> but but our primal is just a wonderful wonderful partner of ours Realtree, and we are so fortunate to have bob and his team supporting us well david I, I i appreciate you saying that and i appreciate the fact that primal allows me the opportunity to talk with you david blanton again an icon in the hunting industry david always a pleasure i'll send people to your instagram feed at david blanton rt and i'll look forward to talking to you again mike thank you so much and, and best of luck to you the following as the rest of the fall I appreciate that. On that note, we'll wrap up this edition of the Primal Podcast. Again, if you'd like to learn more about Primal Outdoors, check out the website, primaloutdoors.com. That's primaloutdoors.com. My name is Mike Avery, and I will talk with you next time right here on the Primal Podcast. where you think they are. Any one of these casts could be the bite. It's the most exciting fishing that I know right here at Hawks Cave. Oh, that's awesome. Experience the best saltwater fishing the world has to offer. Don't miss Thursdays with Saltwater Experience. Brought to you by Golden Boat Lifts. Every Thursday night from 7 to 10 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV. The destination for outdoor entertainment.